how's everybody doing? Happy Memorial Day. I'm so glad you're here. I have been preparing for this, and I'm excited. I'm a little rusty because I haven't been up here in a while. But, and it's, you know, it's hard to follow the shoes of someone who's such an awesome speaker, right? Yeah. Amen. So can we just have a word of prayer? Father God, I just thank you and praise you for today. I ask that not one person leave here unchanged. That as they hear this message, they can apply it to their life, and as they walk out those doors, they'll be excited and be able to draw closer to you. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, amen. amen. Well, today, I am going to be sharing on the proof, the praise, and the power. The proof is something to believe. The praise is worshiping the Lord and focusing on him. And the power is using the power he gives you. Now, I'm not only going to be talking about the armor of God, but I'm going to be speaking about speaking in tongues. So we have, what in the world? Uh, I, I think somebody got the wrong message here. Oh, my. I, I think we have a... Glee, a gleeking tongue in the group. Um, excuse me. I think you might have misunderstood me. I didn't say gleeking tongue. I said speaking in tongues. I'm sorry. Maybe next time. Ah! <laughs> it gleeks. Thank you. <laughs> You've been learning the last few weeks about the Holy Spirit. And I love to see what God can do when we use the tools that he gives us. When you apply these principles in your life, it will help you to have the victory in your life with Christ. You know, sometimes I think we make things way too complicated when it's so simple. We just put too much into it and we just make it too hard. So I want to just take some time today, and the first one is the proof. The foundation of anything you do is what you believe. The Bible should be your base. Amen? So when you get confused or you just don't have an answer, you turn to the Word and you stand on it. That is your starting point. You want to have that confidence that Jesus is the answer. If you can't believe what is in the Bible then you have no base for your walk. Just to make it clear, if you don't trust the Bible for your answers, you're always going to be questioning. You know, it is so hard to reach someone who is constantly questioning the Bible. Pastor Norm and I have had um, people in our office, and a lot of times they're super intelligent. And that's what I mean, they complicate it. And they want exact proof that what that scripture is saying is true. You know, there comes a point in your walk where you have to have something to trust. And for us, it's been 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And it also says in Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The proof is this. 
Somewhere in your walk, you're going to question. I don't care if you're a theologian, if you've just met Jesus, somewhere in your walk, you're going to stop and say, is this real? Is this really something that's happened? And is God real? Has, is, am I the only one or have you had that question in your heart? I know I have. That's where you want to have something you can go to and you can say, yes, the word says, I believe it, I stand on it. It's called faith. And if you don't have that, you're going to crumble every time. So make sure that you believe the word and that's your base, that's your foundation. And so that means while you grow and you question and maybe you just go, oh, I just, Lord, what do you say? And you can go to the word and he will show you. Every answer to every question you have is in the word of God. So somewhere in your walk, you're going to have to trust something. And when you make that decision, it becomes your base. And I know for Norm and I, it's been 2 Timothy 3.16. So that's your proof. If you got that, you're halfway there. Amen? All right, this is the fun part because this is so me, is the praise. But before I start talking about it, I do have a funny story. And I'm going to throw Sarah Doodles under the bus because she's my daughter-in-law. I can do that. She has to love me. <laughs> so anyway, my son Troy has sat by me, and I always sit in the back because I love to praise and worship, but I've told you this before, I don't have a very good voice, and I'm pretty loud. I know I, 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 I run Ken off the usher because I'm so loud, it hurts his ears. So I, I sit back there and I sing my heart out. I love Jesus. I do. I love Jesus. I'm in here and I want to praise him. But Troy will lean over and go, Mom, you're not even singing the right words to the song and it's right up there on the screen. I'm like, I don't know why I do that. It's just me. So a few months ago, Sarah came in giggling. I said, what's going on? She goes, you're never going to believe this. Troy sings and he doesn't sing the right words to the song. <laughs> oh, paybacks are tough, aren't they? <laughs> I just thought that was awesome. So that poor boy got my singing ability and praising ability. So there's nothing better than singing and worshiping God. And I know I just love to scoop my granddaughters up in my arms when they're here. And we twirl and we sing praises to Jesus. And there's nothing better. There is such a peace that comes over me when we do that. And I want to tell you something. The best time to worship. Now everybody take a deep breath. Okay, take this one in and don't get mad at me. The best time to worship is when you do not feel like it. When you are just, I've had it, I don't want to do anything, I don't feel like singing, my life's been so messed up, I just want to sit here and soak. That is the time that you turn that music on and you start praising them out loud and don't let that feeling take over. You praise God and you say, thank you, Jesus, and before you know it, you start feeling better. 
just getting alone and pushing the thoughts out of your head puts you in a place to receive from God. Now, you know, again, I, I love, I even like worshiping in my office. Matter of fact, it's my kind of go-to place anymore. A few years ago, I came in and it was early morning and I was just, had my music on and I was praising and worshiping and all of a sudden it was like I was glued to the chair. I couldn't move. The anointing was so strong, I was just like, this is so cool, I don't want to lose it, I don't want to move. And one of the staff members came in, it was like 9 o'clock, and he looks at me and I went, I was trying not to move a muscle because I didn't want to lose. I'm like, (laughs) and he came and he sat down and all of a sudden he was, (gasps) and a couple more came in and were like, it was so strong. And I've had that happen so many times since then. It's like the Lord says, here's a place I'm going to anoint. And it's so cool. I mean, when you've been under the anointing of God like that, sometimes you have to look down and see if your, your feet are touching the ground. That's an awesome place to be. Do you know the enemy flees when you worship the Lord? When I feel totally overwhelmed, a lot of times I turn up the music and sing because I know the enemy's not going to be wanting to be anywhere near where you're glorifying God. Amen? So when the enemy comes at you with both barrels, don't fear. Go to prayer and praise him. And when I am able to praise the Lord in my spiritual language, baptism in the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, I feel like I've entered the heavenlies. It's just a a level up when you're able to do that. So in your prayer time, use your heavenly language and sing along. And you know, in the Word of God, it says Paul shared on how he uses the gift of tongues in his praise and worship. 1 Corinthians 14, 15 says, So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my understanding. And then 1 Corinthians 14, 18 says, he says, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. Now maybe Paul was Southern, so he probably would have said it like this. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. That's how I always see that scripture, but I don't know why. <laughs> but it's so important to have that praise and worship in times of thanking him, and then in times of dire need. Just start belting that music out. It makes such a difference. God is so good, and he's put these in the Word so that we know what to do and how to do it. The next thing is the power. James 5.16 says, The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Now, does that mean if you're a stinker and you're doing things wrong, your prayer life isn't going to be effective? No, I think God knew who we were. He just means if you're a believer in Christ, you're righteous. Isn't that awesome? Because I know I'm still a stinker. But I know I've got Christ in my heart and he covers it all. So that makes you righteous. So the righteous The prayer of the righteous person is powerful and effective. And Ephesians 6, 
10 through 18 gives us how to pray and have the power we need as a believer in Christ. Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, the armor of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of an evil and heavenly realm. Therefore, put on that full armor of God, so when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you've done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. This passage has been my go-to since I got saved. When I first learned how to put the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness, gird my loin, put on the truth, the peace, and pick up the sword of the word and the shield of faith, I literally physically did that every day. And to me, I couldn't go without it. It is so much better to be on the offense instead of the defense. Now, what I mean by this, it's a whole lot easier to be prayed up, have your armor on, do your Bible study, and go out so that when something hits that is hurt, hurtful to you or some situation comes up that just is, is horrible, you've already got that protection. But if you don't, if you get up and you're in a hurry and you just don't have time, I'll pray later, God. I'll put that armor on later. And you get hit with something. You have to say, oh, I need to pray about this. And how many have been in a catastrophe or something's happened? Do you feel like praying at that moment? So if you're having to backtrack to have that armor, to have that protection, it's almost like puts more pressure on you. So if you've taken the time and you make it a daily choice to put your armor on, to pray, to praise, you know, you take five, ten minutes. It doesn't take hours. I used to think I would have to pray for hours. And I'd be like, oh. You know, and, and, and the intercessory prayer team knows it's hard for me to pray because I'll sit there and I'll sit down and I'll think, Thank you, Jesus. I just love you. I just, you know, I wonder if that ductwork is really up there and is it clean. I wonder why that light's blinking. You know what? Hmm, did, I, did I turn my stove off today? I, I get so sidetracked. I still pray. And it doesn't take long. And again, putting on that armor becomes easy when you've got it memorized. And it's important to do that. It's important to have that daily prayer if you want the power in your life.
So, try to stay on the offense and not the defense. When you put your armor on, you're protected from the enemy instead of being exposed from the fiery darts. Because what does that say? Pick up your, your shield to, to put out the fiery darts. So you need that. I call it a spiritual bubble. You need that spiritual bubble around you, your kids, your family, your home. I used to say build that hedge of protection high so nothing can get into it. Let God do the work through you, around you, and even in spite of you. So, and I love the statement, and I don't know whoever said this, but I thought it was so good. You never forget to go out the door and not put your clothes on in the morning physically. Has anybody ever done that? Gotten halfway to work and gone, oh, shoot, I didn't put any clothes on. So why do we do that in the spiritual? We get up in the morning, we think, man, I don't have time. I, I'll do it later. I'll put that armor on. I'll pray later. Do you realize you're going out in the spirit realm naked? You're setting yourself up. You're exposed. So if you look at it in that sense, if you have a hard time praying in the morning, think of it that way. You'd never go out the door naked. So don't go out the door naked spiritually. Amen? Make reading Ephesians 6 part of your daily routine. And as long as you're walking with Jesus, you'll be okay. Even when the world around you is falling apart. So, have you... Oh, I almost forgot our object lesson. I have an object lesson on the fiery darts today. So I need some volunteers. Miss Sarah's getting one. Austin, come on up. Probably wondering what this is all about. That was just for dramatic effect. <laughs> so I want to show you what it's like when you put your armor on and when you don't put your armor on. So we're going to start with Austin. And he's our, Austin is our, one of our board members and Pastor Norm wanted me to tell you right up front, this does not what our board, member, our board members do pray. But he is representing the person who doesn't feel like he needs to pray. So you can have a seat there. So, so you went out today and you got some issues. And what do you think? You think it's, you need God to help you with it today? I think I can handle it. Oh, my goodness. All right. These are your issues you're having today. And... Oh, I guess you're the evil darts. You're an awful purdy evil dart. You know, my son has really good taste. I think she's gorgeous. So, <laughs> well, I have to suck up somehow. <laughs> so, all right, so we have, this is our, our cares and things that are going to go wrong. Your boss is going to get mad at you. going to hold it? Okay. Hold it over his head. So, These represent the fiery darts. So today, Austin went out, didn't have time. You know what? His car wouldn't start. Oh, no, there's a fiery dart. Don't poke your finger, sweetie. Okay. Perfect. Got it? Perfect? Perfect. Oh, not too bad. That didn't, you know, it didn't work out too bad. But you know what? Oh, there's a couple drips there. It's getting to him. 
Oh, no. And you know, when he got to work, he did. His parking space was taken, and it shouldn't have been. That was his space. What do you think, Austin? Are you getting mad? Can you protect yourself? Come on, let's see you whirl around here a little bit. Oh, my goodness. You know, his wife called and said, all the kids are sick. Oh, no. What in the world? His protection is not there. What do you do? You're done for, buddy. You should have prayed. Amen? Okay. You should have. You, you, want, to, oh, you want to take these pencils out? Because I forgot I need to use them again. Okay. So, now we have sweet little Bria. Did, did she tell you you might get wet, honey? I'm sorry. Okay. So, again, we have our fiery darts in our glass. You want to put some water in there? I sure do. Okay, I'll let you do it. Fill it up full because she's got a... Whoa. Uh-oh. Okay. All right. Bria, you're an awesome child of God, aren't you? And you like to pray, don't you? So can we put our armor on? Lord, we put on that helmet of salvation and that breastplate of righteousness and we gird our loins, Lord, our loins with the truth. We pick up the sword of the word and the shield of faith that repels Satan's fiery dart. We put on those gospel shoes in the name of Jesus. Lord, keep me protected today. Now, Bria, you went out your door this morning and you know, you had some troubles too, didn't you? You got up late and you're not going to make it to school. You know, your foster mom yelled at you mm -hmm. and didn't like your outfit. Exactly. And boy, that ticked you off. But that's okay, because you love God, right? Okay. You get on the bus. <gasps> Somebody made fun of you. Oh, no. That's huge. You need to pray. Let me get over here. Maybe. Huh. Okay. You know what? You fell during gym class. Oh, my goodness, that hurt. You might even have to go to the hospital. Oh. Well, guess what? God protected you from all the fiery darts. Austin, sorry. So maybe we should just dump it all out. God keeps you protected. That's exactly how he works when you connect to God. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I love it when an object lesson works. Whew. I think I travail more with thinking about what if it doesn't. <laughs> Backup plan. <laughs> Be girded up for the day. Have the mindset of Christ. Take that time to pray and be prepared. That's how important it is. I know this was a, a cute little object lesson, but it shows the truth of what God will do in your life if you allow him to. See, you still have that choice. You get to choose whether you want to put Jesus in your day. It's important. And as long as you're walking tight with Jesus, you know what? You're going to be okay. Even when the world around you is falling apart, you're going to be okay. So I get to my next point. Have you ever felt like you need to pray for something 
and don't know how. Or something overwhelming happens and you don't even know how to pray. That is when you use your prayer time with speaking in tongues. Amen? Pastor Norm set the foundation last week with Acts 1 and 2, and he shared about the evidence of speaking in tongues when receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So what did we learn in point one? Maybe you don't understand it. Maybe you're questioning, is it really true? We'll go to your proof. What does the Bible say? In Acts 10, 46, it shares, While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on the all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. And when the apostles in, in Acts 8, 14 through 17, when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. And when they arrived, they prayed for the new believers there, that they may receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. So we have proof that God works through you with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and the only evidence there is is speaking in tongues. And the disciples would ask when they would meet someone, have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Well, I think so. Have you spoke with tongues? You know, I just had this a few weeks ago. I was talking to someone, and they were like, of course I've got the Holy Spirit in me. I got it when I got saved. And I said, well, that's true. But I really feel, and this is my thought process, the Holy Spirit's the next level up. It's that power that you get when you need it. Not that you don't have it when you get saved. You got some of it. But when the Holy Spirit baptism hits and you can start praying and speaking in tongues, you feel it. So, yeah, it's true, you do, but there's more. Amen? That This is the more. It becomes a part of your prayer time, and it also keeps you protected when you don't even realize you need protecting. How about that? This is a testimony from Joseph Prince that I saved from a few years ago, and I just think it's pretty cool. So this is his testimony. Now, I don't often pray in tongues when I say grace over my food, but that night I felt prompted by the Spirit to do so. So I prayed in tongues as I laid my hands on my packet of coconut-flavored rice. Soon we were tucking into our food and talking when suddenly I bit on something hard. I spat it out quickly and realized it was a nail. Then I realized that that was the reason the Lord wanted me to pray in tongues. Though the devil was trying to nail me, he failed. So sometimes you have no clue what God has protected you from. And again, that's the other reason to praise him and get that power on a daily basis. So, how do you get this power from the Holy Spirit? 
Well, the first step is giving your heart to Jesus. They call it being born again. You need to give your heart to Jesus, confess your sins, and believe that Jesus died on the cross for you and then rose on the third day to go to heaven to prepare a place for you. He sits on the right-hand side of God. He's, he's interpreting for you, especially with the gift of tongues. If you've made Jesus part of your life, the baptism is that next level in your walk with Christ. And when you're filled with the baptism in the Holy Spirit, the evidence is speaking in tongues. You can use this gift in your prayer life, worship, and when you don't know how to pray. It is powerful for you as a believer. You just need to ask the Lord to fill you with the Holy Spirit. It isn't hocus-pocus. It says that if you believe in your heart like a child of Christ, then you receive this gift. You know, I've been part of altar calls for the baptism quite a few times. And I've seen this happen, and I probably did it myself. When you go to receive the baptism, you stand there and you go... God isn't going to do anything heebie-jeebie and just start doing it through you. And I think that sometimes is how people feel. Well, if he doesn't do it through me, like, you know, if I don't... But you know what? God wants you to use your voice. He wants you to make the sound. He needs you to form those words. You know, and that's a really humbling experience, isn't it? And honestly, I believe that's why God does it. He wants a humble person who's willing to be filled. And when you have to start out just saying, da, ba, da, it doesn't make sense in your head. And I think I always say this when I'm trying to help someone is, you need to attach your head off. Don't think with your mind and think with your heart. And when you start thinking, this this sounds stupid. This is silly. It's okay. Because you're, you're saying, I don't care what it sounds like, God. I want you so bad, I'll do whatever it takes. And when you're willing to have that kind of attitude, oh, watch out. It's going to flood over you, and God's going to open it up, and God's going to do some awesome things. You will receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. But sometimes he needs to humble some of us because we have pride. You just need to take that step. Don't overthink it. Like I said at the beginning, sometimes we make things so complicated, and it's simple. And if you're trying and you don't receive it, keep on trying. Pastor Norm talked about a dear friend that took 23 years for her to receive the baptism. And I just found out a few weeks ago, um, one of our church family, she had been seeking the, the baptism and had come to a service and tried to, tried to get the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and the person was like, you, you got it, just keep saying it, keep saying it. And, and she went home crying, because she thought, if this is what the baptism is, it didn't do anything. Well, several months later, at the last fall, women's ministry, we did a three-week teaching on the baptism, and we had an altar call. 
And I was walking the altar, and someone was praying for this woman. And she had just put her hands down like she was stepping back. And I just went up, and I touched her head, and I said, she's not done yet. And boom, she went down. I love that when that happens. And she began to speak with other tongues. It didn't take somebody to shake her by the shoulders and say, you got it, you got it. It was just that sweet, sweet voice of the Lord saying, now. So if you're seeking it and you haven't received it, like Pastor Norm said last week, you keep going for it. It might take some time, but does it matter? If it's what God wants in your life, you've got to have the tenacity to go after it. Amen? So if you're seeking the best, baptism, I feel like this is your day. Or if you already have received the baptism and you want more, this is your day. Amen? So in conclusion, that was for Sarah to come out and play because it always makes it nicer when the music's in the background. Amen? (laughs) I shared three points today to help you with your walk. The first one was the proof. You've got to believe something. So if you're not believing the world, believe the word. The praise, worshiping the Lord and focusing on him. And three, the power, using the power he gives you. And you get to choose if you want to or not. And we don't always feel like it, do we? So use it anyway. (laughs) Amen. So right now, I want you to start using these tools in your life. Simple, simple, simple. I'd like everyone to stand this morning. And you at home, you can stand if you want to. But more than that, I just want you, you don't even have to raise your hands. I just want you to hold your hands out. Because it's the simplest thing to do. Maybe there's someone here today that has never given their life to Christ. And they need him right now, and they want to do that. Let's just pray. Father God, I thank you for this. Lord, we just give you our lives. Forgive me of my sins. Help me to become a new person in you. And Lord, don't let me spend another day without you. I give you my heart, and I thank you and praise you for what you've done. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Now the second part is, keep those hands lifted. It's so simple. If you need that baptism, the Holy Spirit's right there wanting you to take them in. So just put your hands out. You'll start feeling it. Say, Holy Spirit, fill me. Fill me to overflowing. I thank you for this gift. Sharasita deyata karyanta. Thank you, Jesus. Fill me. Fill each one in this room and each one listening. And God, we just give you our lives today and we thank you and praise you for what you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Jesus. Simple as that. Simple as that. If God filled you, let me know. I just want to see what God's doing in your life. And if you need extra prayer, 
come see us and we'll pray for you. And we just thank you today for being part of our church family. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen.